Art of the Kickstart, Episode 74. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Today's Art of the Kickstart podcast is coming to you guys from eFulfillmentService.com, the company that I think is absolutely awesome if you're trying to get your rewards fulfilled on time. Guys, one of the questions that I've been getting a ton from listeners is how do I know if my Kickstarter campaign is absolutely ready to launch? It's ready to dominate. So you know what? I created a 23-step success guide based off the 80 inventor interviews consulting that I've done. This will take you step-by-step through launching your Kickstarter campaign, making sure you have everything that you need to make it happen. Artofthekickstart.com slash checklist to get our 23-step guide to making sure you're ready to kill it on Kickstarter. Check it out, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today, I'm excited to have Brian Conti, the founder of Bottle Loft, the company that's helping, well, let's face it, bachelor guys everywhere have some space in their fridge for some food. Thank you for coming today, Brian. I'm excited to talk to you, and I think we're going to have an awesome interview. Great to be here. So, Brian, we like to kick these interviews off with a life quote, a success quote, something you live by others can get a lot from. You got anything good? You know, I'm a real big quotes guy, and if follow along on some of the projects that I've done on Kickstarter, and, and Bottleoft is now my seventh attempt, five of which have been successful. I sprinkle a lot of quotes in those things, and uh, you know, one of my all-time favorites is by Nolan Bushnell, who probably most people don't know who he is, but he is actually a, kind of a famous American entrepreneur who actually founded Atari, you know, many many years ago, and. The one that sticks with me from him is, you know, anybody who's ever taken a shower has had an idea. It's the person who gets out, dries off, and does something about it that makes a difference. I think that's just a really cool, cool quote. I've always kind of been a big fan of uh, being a doer, and uh, that so that really speaks to me in that regard. And we were talking about this before the program. You are a doer, so in your daytime job and in your nighttime hobby, you're a designer. You're someone that creates products. Where did that passion for creation come from? Do you think? You know, I was where, where it really came from is um, I was my father was in the military when I grew up and we moved around quite a bit and which led to two things. Uh, and this, of course, was was many years ago <laughs> when they don't have all the fun, cool distractions that are available today. But what what I did have when I moved to a new place and I didn't really know anybody, you had all the packing boxes that had all that big, humongous sheets of paper that they wrap everything up into. And so I would spend a lot of time with those big blank sheets of paper, drawing and sketching. And uh, I think that really just led into me designing different things from a very early age. So from this early age, you see what you love to do is creation. And then you get a full-time job in corporate doing this. But at the same time, you still you have that dilemma where you want to design your own products. Take people through that. So many people suffer from hating their corporate job. You actually sound like you liked it. Why create a business on the side where you've launched so many Kickstarter campaigns, seven in total? Yeah. So, you know, doing the job, you know, product design, product development in a corporate capacity, it's, it's a, you know, a fantastic job to have. Uh, to someone who likes to do this type of work, who likes to design, likes to create, you have a lot of resources available to you 
when you work in a corporate structure. So, you know, certainly the work has always been very exciting to me, but obviously in a corporate structure, you're designing products based on other people's inputs and specifications, so to speak. And so, you know, being someone who likes to create, the opportunity to do that is really on the side. So when I started having some of these ideas, you know, I just decided, hey, I'm going to pursue them. I'm pretty uniquely qualified. I'm like, you know, I'm not just a guy in a garage with an idea. I'm a guy who does this professionally and I can take some of these ideas. And uh, all these, of course, are unrelated to what I do uh, for my corporate job and, uh, you know, have some fun. A big part of this, I'm kind of fortunate that I'm, I'm not relying on this, you know, to sustain me. But uh, so that gives me a little bit more flexibility to a certain degree. But, uh, you know, it's just it's great when you're uh, you pick out more quotes like find a job with doing something you enjoy and you'll never work a day in your life. And uh, so at the end of the day, I kind of, you know, it's, it's what I do. It's what I enjoy doing. Absolutely. Speaking of the full time salary, this is your fifth Kickstarter campaign that you've successfully funded. You've raised around one hundred and fifty thousand dollars already. Have you ever considered going full-time into just creating your own stuff? You've been doing a great job. Yeah, you know, if it would ever come to that, you know, it certainly is kind of, it's always in the back of your mind to potentially get there. Certainly all of the projects that I've done kind of certainly had an afterlife. They haven't been, hey, I'm going to do this Kickstarter project. I'm going to fulfill, you know, 500 people and make 500 things and be done. I've always done it with a mindset of it's starting making these products and having these products continue on and, you know, and I sell them on my website. I'm pretty happy with the amount of pace. It's certainly part of my strategy with doing these Kickstarters. The next project sheds, you know, visibility on the previous projects. And so it's kind of its own advertising in a way back to my previous work. And I get a lot of repeat buyers and and new backers will end up going back and seeing some of my old projects and and going online and purchasing there too. So that's worked out really well for me. You know, who knows? I'm certainly with this latest one, it's, I purposefully delved a little bit into a a little more of a commercially type of a product. And it's certainly drawn a lot different type of guest response from uh, various avenues. I guess when you do a Kickstarter project, you really got to be prepared for your inbox just exploding with people coming at you from all kinds of different angles. Take us take us through some of that, because that does happen to a lot of inventors. They get pitched from distributors, Shark Tank, whatever. What's been happening with you guys? Yeah, so it's it's definitely interesting because, you know, I've been on Kickstarter for a while now. And, you know, the in the beginning, it's really grown as Kickstarter has grown. You know, the first project, there was a little bit of that. But uh, nowadays, when you launch a product, project, you know, there are a whole little cottage industries that have cropped up to, you know, supply a uh, all kinds of different support mechanisms, whether it be fulfillment or whether it be publicity. It's just, there's just a lot more of that going on right now. So I, on a daily basis, feel, you know, emails from people, uh, suppliers wanting to supply, you know, hey, I see you're designing this product to be manufacturer, or, you know, hey, let's talk to publicity people who are like, hey, we can get you on, you know, magazine X, Y, or Z or website X, Y, and Z. You know, if you agree to work with us to distributors, individuals who think they want to be distributors uh-huh. <laughs> and all kinds of different. Uh, it's just really is a, is a wide spectrum of people, especially on the projects that seem to have captured good attention and been successful. 
Let's jump into that. So you've launched seven campaigns, two of them haven't quite made it, but five of them have killed it. What have you learned from launching these campaigns? How have you improved each one and what would you share with people? Yeah, so certainly, you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it for sure. And, you know, when I first started out with my first project, you know, I was kind of fumbling around a little bit and really... As you move along and do more and more projects, you get a, a real good feel for it. The key is visibility. This is the absolute key. Kickstarter is a certainly a fantastic platform, but you know if you when I click on my little uh, app on my phone to see where what my project's doing, there's there's right now in addition to my project on Kickstarter in, in just its category of design, there's you know over 600 other. So. Just being on Kickstarter in and of itself isn't, isn't uh, the solution. You, there has to be something to drive visibility. And so as I've gone along, I've gotten better at the social media aspect of it. I try to be somewhat active on Twitter. I've established you know, Facebook pages, product lines, and the brands that I've made. You know, And I try to be present on that. I try to be very present on the project itself and try to answer backers' questions and provide comments whenever people have questions. But whatever can be done to get visibility, I send a lot of notes in the past. I've sent a lot of notes to the various websites that feature projects for like review sites or gadget sites. Sites of those nature are, are very big. And, uh, you know, Kickstarter has a really enhanced, from a creator standpoint, the information that they can provide back to you over time. You know, when I first started out, it was pretty sparse, but nowadays... You know, they have an app available and, and it has a lot of good ability for you to see some data and understand where's your traffic coming from and what sites are they coming from, you know, how many people are watching your video and what percentage of the people actually complete watching your video and just provide you some, some data and some metrics that help you understand a little bit about where, where your traffic's coming from. And uh, so it's, it's very helpful and it allows you to kind of maybe focus in on on things to do to, to uh, make sure that you're touching the points where you seem to be getting traffic from. Yeah, the analytics are absolutely huge. You can also check to see how engaging your campaign is and check your conversion rates. All of those are really important for people to dig into. My question for you now, so we haven't really talked about it much yet, but your latest campaign, Bottle Loft, share the story or one of your other amazing invention stories. Just share the story of how the product came from your head to being on Kickstarter. Give us the the breakdown. Yeah, well, maybe I'll uh, we'll talk about bottle off, but I'll flow it back into the. Uh, I'll give you a little quick strong light bull magnet project, which uh, project I did that uh, was very popular on Kickstarter. You know, I had my work environment day job. You know, we have a lot of whiteboards around, and we pin up a lot of things using magnets and. So I got a hold of these these relatively larger, stronger magnets because I, I like to put up a lot of things on the whiteboards and lots of sheets and, and like it to be reasonably secure. And uh, the problem with the strong magnet is that it, they're really hard to grasp and, you know, they have quite a bit of grip to the, the whiteboard surface. So they're very difficult to remove. And then I came up and uh, 3D printed a couple different geometries to hold the magnet. And I thought that that was a really great way to make a strong magnet very usable. And safe as well. I had those hanging in my office, and then uh, before long, they all started disappearing. And then I noticed them showing up in my uh, colleagues' offices. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I thought I was on to something there. And then, uh, you know, I said, you know, people say, hey, they're, those are really strong. And it kind of just triggered in my mind that uh, growing up, my grandfather, uh, who was kind of a first generation uh, immigrant, Lithuanian uh, coal miner, uh, you know, he would always say, strong like wool. And so uh, it just stuck in my head and I, I sketched it up and I said, hey, I think this will this will go. And uh, I tell you, on all six of my previous projects, all my friends or whatever who's seen whatever I'm doing, they all think that, that what I'm doing is never, no one who would ever buy this. And uh, up until this very latest one, I think I finally... With bottle after everybody's like, that's a great idea. And I'm like, you, do you really believe that? Or are you just saying after six times now, you, you know? Oh, no, you hit that. You hit that consumer market. It's brilliant. You go to people's houses. If they're having a party, there's never any fridge space because it's filled up with drinks. That makes perfect sense. Fit that extra pizza in there. Something great. <laughs> yeah. So I had some uh, strong light bulb, of course, here at my house. I have strong light bulb magnets all over my refrigerator. And, you know, I have the, I did a bottle opener too. And, I didn't put a magnet, you know, it just seemed like it's the obvious thing to use a magnet to, to catch the cap. But I just, when I did the opener, I did this really big machine, really hefty bottle opener. And I was in it, stamped strong like bull. And I'm like, you know, a bottle opener like that really just wants to fling the cap off. It doesn't really want to grab it. It doesn't want to do any tricks. It wants to just take it off. And so, of course, I did that one day and the cap went flying and it went up under the kitchen island and, uh, I was reaching under the gear and I couldn't reach it. And I just grabbed a magnet from the refrigerator and stuck it under there and grabbed the cap. And then I just started looking at that magnet with the cap on there. And it was light bulb. My magnets are quite strong and it was light bulb. And I reached back in and got a full one. And I'm like, you know, this is strong enough to actually hold this up. And so I started prototyping from there. Those magnets are absolutely incredible. I was building an entire bike rack with neodymium magnets and they can quite, they can take a punch. I want to jump now into the launch round. How's that sound, Brian? Sure. Guys, before we jump into the launch round, we're going to take a quick time out to tell you about today's show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com. Honestly, this is a great company to work with if you're crowdfunding or building an e-commerce company and you don't want to worry about fulfillment, shipping your products and rewards out to backers. That's one of the hardest things that Kickstarter campaigns have is getting those rewards out to backers on time. From manufacturing to shipping them out, it's a huge headache. Deal with eFulfillmentService.com, artofthekickstart.com, slash EFS to get the best deals ever. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. Guys, I have an awesome update I want to tell you about. I asked you guys, what do you need? What's holding you back from crowdfunding success, from building the business you all want to build? Overwhelmingly, it was challenges with Kickstarter, launching campaigns. You guys wanted a step-by-step course walking you through exactly what it takes to succeed on Kickstarter. So that's what we're building. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart launch course. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash course, you can check out and pre-order the course that's going to take you through each and every single stage of running a successful Kickstarter campaign. This is based off of 80 inventor interviews, consulting with clients, and working so much more with crowdfunding. If you want a step-by-step guide to take you through exactly what it takes to succeed, this is for you. Pre-order today or just learn more at artofthekickstart.com slash course. So Brian, you're clearly an inventor. You've created quite a few products. You do product design in your business. What would you say 
are the attributes of a great product? What does it take? How do you decide if something's worth creating? Yeah, so, you know, for Bottle Loft and, you know, I, I think of it again as if it's something I'm targeting for Kickstarter, it seems Kickstarter wants to have this little balance of kind of quirky, cool, unexpected. It's, you don't, you don't, you don't go to Kickstarter looking for something you would buy, you know, in a department store shelf. So for the stuff I target for Kickstarter, I, I try to get that sort of unique, you know, unexpected aspect to think if it's a match for Kickstarter. Exactly. You got to hit the right audience. Otherwise, you're not going to make it anywhere. Next question, Brian. Would you recommend to people that aren't as design focused as you? A lot of us aren't great artists. How do you create products and still make them shine? Well, so, you know, certainly with the visibility of being on Kickstarter, I get a lot of emails and you know messages from people who are like, hey, you know, I've got an idea and I see that you've been successful on Kickstarter and you're a design engineer. Can you... Will you work with me? Can you do this? Can I tell you my idea? And, uh, you know, I'm, I generally back away from that and tell them, hey, if you really have an idea that you believe in, you know, you need to be careful about who you talk to about it. But you probably do want to work. If you don't have the personally have the, the background or experience to do it, then, you know, there's plenty of companies out there from, you know, large to relatively small shops that you can work with that can help you take your idea attempt to make it into something. There's probably some very smart things to do ahead of time, such as uh, if you're going to talk to somebody, have some sort of disclosure agreements. If you're really big on your idea, there's always abilities to do some level of patent work as well, which for small entities uh, can be as simple as inexpensive as a provisional patent to get you some uh, protection for not a lot of money. So those are some of the things that uh, I try to respond to people as kind of give them a little bit of a, a little bit of ammunition to go out there and Google away and kind of coach themselves up a little bit on what, what tasks they ought to be doing if they don't have the skills themselves. And that's why I wanted to get you on here. You're clearly an influencer in the crowdfunding community. What are some other projects that you've been really impressed by? I tell you, there's, there's, boy, there's a, you know, and I've backed a reasonable amount of projects. I find there's a lot of really cool stuff. Again, it's just stuff you can't find in other places. And a lot of times it's stuff that's just very well made that you, you can't buy and maybe you don't understand the value of unless you get the whole picture from the Kickstarter. So I've, I've really enjoyed some of the pen projects that I've backed and gotten some, some pretty cool pens to work with. But there's a whole variety. In fact, when I was doing my very first one, there was a pen project by a guy it was MK3 and his name was Max. And I just thought that here's a guy he updated all the time. And boy, it just seemed like anything that could go wrong went wrong for the guy. And he, you know, he was a guy in his own shop with his own equipment and, and you know, making each and every one of these. And I just remember that he just came across as very a genuine, very nice, very hardworking guy. And I enjoyed, you know, following that project. I tell you, it didn't, it didn't fulfill probably for a whole year after when it was supposed to. But, you know, he, he did a great job of just keeping everybody engaged and uh, was just very personable and friendly. It seemed like he had a lot of things go against him, but it didn't really get him down. And so I was just really impressed with how he, he stuck through it and got it done. Yeah. Kickstarters for startup, showing the personality behind your startup and the issues you're going through, that makes people so much more willing to trust you and to, to back you through the hard times as well. And then Next question of the launch round. 
This is a show about invention, entrepreneurship, and you're clearly doing both. If you could meet any inventor throughout history, who would you want to talk to? What would you talk to him about? Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's definitely, uh, you know, I, I uh, really like history in general. You know, I go all the way back to, you know, like a Henry Ford and some of that sort of, not just necessarily even inventing product, which he had obviously a, a big hand in, but just all the way through the mechanism about how to make the product and how to to design a factory, so to speak, and design processes and design everything associated with how do you, you do that. And uh, I just really, you know, I, I roll the clock back to that time period and, and see what they're doing and from a historical perspective. It's just really, really neat and impressive to see where a lot of this, where a lot of things today, you know, uh, had their roots and origins. Because we just, we have it made today. You know, I have got, you know, all these fancy computers and tablets and, you know, uh, 3D modeling. And it's just so, it's never been easier to design things than it is today. So it's just amazing that you, know, you can roll the clock back. And how did they ever, how did we ever put a man on the moon when we didn't have computers <laughs> like we do today? I know, uh, right? It's nuts. So it's a whole different league back then. Then, uh, like I said, I feel I'm very pampered as a, as a design engineer. It's okay. You've got the advantage. Take advantage of it. And my last question of the launch round, Brian, have there been any business books that have been real influential on you you'd want to share with people? You know, uh, I like to say I read a lot, but it's generally, uh, you know, maybe more a sign of the times as well. It's really a lot of websites that I visit and a lot of web reading that I do. I really like, you know, I hit a lot of sites regularly, like Fast Company. I really enjoy, you know, Entrepreneur uh, Magazine. I really enjoy hitting up those sites and reading about people that kind of parallel me in a little bit way, but obviously a lot more successful in those cases. But, you know, it's interesting to hear about their origins. You know, I think I'm on my own little trajectory here and we'll see where it takes me. But it's, it's really cool to see and read about uh, some of the current, you know, there's just so much of it going on. You know, all the latest buzzy Internet of Things and obviously apps and all the things that make our lives so much uh, you know, cooler nowadays. I really enjoy reading about the current stuff and I think I think to do that, I, I, I go to the web, web more so than I Well, don't worry about those overly successful guys. They might be on Fast Web, New York Times, but you're on Art of the Kickstart, and that's what really matters. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I, I want to jump out of the launch round. Let's go back to you guys, to the business. So you've run seven campaigns. I'm sure you've learned a ton. Yet, you obviously made mistakes on some. You learned things that you didn't expect. What were some of the mistakes or challenges you had that you would share with people now? What would you tell them that you know that they don't yet understand? Yeah, you know, so it's it's really, uh, I guess you, you you don't know until you try it. That's for sure. Right? You know, coming off of my first project that was successful, which was the spoke pencil, I went into a, a spoke bottle stopper, which was just a really cool ornamental design of a bottle stopper that's just kind of completely different than what anybody you know, had really ever done before with that. And I thought, well, hey, you know, I'm going to roll into this one, but I think this would be a great Christmas-type object, a good, good giftable thing. But when I looked at my timing of my project, I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm running up against, running out of time for this year. So I decided I would fund that in 14 days. So I set the funding uh-huh. for 14 days. You know, I was coming off my first success, and I was thinking, you know, hey, 
I got this thing figured. I got it licked. Uh, let's put it for 14 days and let's zoom into this next one. And, you know, unfortunately, that one didn't fund. And uh, to this day, I get people sending me emails that they or messages on Kickstarter or emails saying, hey, I just saw that, that, you know, spoke stopper. Where can I get one? And I was like, no, it never, never made it. People always want me to relaunch it. And, uh, you know, I just... I think I got a little ahead of myself thinking I had it all figured out and I tried to compress the time period. And it was obviously a little bit, certainly a different market. And of course, on all these projects that I've done, it's really cool that if you do more than one, you kind of have a base of people who kind of know you to a certain degree, or at least have experienced your projects and have gotten your product and go, Hey, you know, these guys make good stuff and they run fun projects and they're, you know, reasonably on time and nice quality. And so you can get a portion of those people to back you along the way. I'm pretty sure I've had, you know, certain backers that have backed all of my projects. But I'm not expecting that. And I'm, I'm always excited when, you know, a person that's got a familiar name. And it's kind of scary how you can re- remember all these names of all these, you know, people at this point where it's been thousands, you know, back you again. Because that kind of gives you a little bit of feels good that they're supporting you. How they like what you do, but it's equally exciting to get a new person, you know, that says, "Hey, you know, they just like what you're doing. They just ran across this product and said, hey, 'Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back this.'" And on the latest one, Bottle Off, the percentage of people that are first-time backers of any project on Kickstarter pretty high compared to my other projects. So I was pretty excited about that too. That I'm the project that's uh, attracted someone's attention to go through the trouble of, "Hey, let me, let me go figure out what this Kickstarter thing is, and, and I'm gonna sign up." That's awesome, helping pull people to Kickstarter. And yeah, guys, watch out for that. Everything goes to your head. When you do something great, it's always still tough the next time around. And then last question, Brian. I know I've kept you for a long time, but before I let you go, one piece of advice for inventors, entrepreneurs, tell them something that's going to change their life, change the world. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'll i take it right back to my my uh, Bushnell quote. It's like, hey, go do it. it have any ideas is the easy part. In many ways, it's the you got to get out there and you got to pursue it and you got to you know work at it and figure it out and don't give up. So it's just really, you know, I think the people who kind of have the passion about it and have a belief in it, you know, those are the people that ultimately end up uh, making it happen and having success. And you know what's exciting? So many inventors say that, but I love the fact that everyone keeps repeating it because you don't realize it until you realize it, until you've done it. So I'm so glad that people keep sharing this. They keep bringing it to the forefront. Now, Brian, I want to give you a chance. Unfortunately, when this podcast goes live, your campaign will be done, but people can still come check out the site. Pitch your product. Why should they come check you out? Why are you creating the crazy new products that people need and love? Yeah, no, so so certainly, uh, you know, I try to do projects that are, you know, kind of unique in their own way. You know, I'm, I'm not creating the cure for cancer or anything. And I don't, you know, try to make it out to be anything more important than it is. But they're cool, unexpected products that are definitely useful and fun. I, I like to make useful, fun, unexpected items. And uh, I think when most people run across some of the things that I've done there, that, uh, you know, I get a lot of compliments and I get a lot of uh, repeat uh, people either backing or I've had people, you know, you know, buy the magnets or buy openers and come back and buy more and use them for gifts and things like that and because uh, they really like them. And so I'm, I'm really, uh, I get uh, really excited when, uh, when people, when I hear and understand that people really like what I've been doing. And they just, it is such a great fit, guys. 
from freeing up space in your fridge, from the actual issues with hooking things up with magnets. We've all been through all of those problems. Brian, thank you for coming on and sharing a story. Thanks for making awesome products and hopefully helping entrepreneurs and inventors everywhere to do something great. Thanks for being awesome. You bet. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's been great. Hey guys, I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart, where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you liked the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.